This is a perfect example of what we like to do with scotch is to create a, a lineup here. So as you go to the, the liquor store, you have some ammo in your magazine to, to go through and understand what's there. What am I looking at? I see a whole line of Glenfiddich bottles. Why would I pick one over here? Hey guys, it is Scotch for Dummies. Four guys on a Scotch journey to help you with your next Scotch purchase. And it could be one of these bottles. So let's start with a little bit of history of Glenfiddich. Let's go back to the beginning. Where's Glenfiddich? Who are they? How long they've been around? What makes them are different? Are they in Scotland? <laughs> they definitely are. <laughs> it's the, what is it, the plane of the, the field of the deer, mm -hmm. what the yeah. official translation is. Started in 1887 by William Grant. Eventually became William Grant and Sons, and you know opened and closed. And they made they've been making whiskey since 1887, and they're one of the few that are still an independent company. They're they haven't been bought out by a huge conglomerate. Now they have bought some things. I think they bought Drambuie and some other yeah. other whiskeys, but they are pretty much a family-owned business. And they've there's been a subsequent William Grant and Son, all the way up to today, as far as I'm as far as I Do they still have deer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, so, but they are in the heart of space side. Yes, they are, they right? are so in they're, the very heart of space right. side. And they're a big distillery. So if you go to pretty much any liquor store, we'll have a Glenfiddich on the shelf. Because they are, they make roughly 13 million liters of spirits a year. So that they, seems like a lot. That is a lot. It's you a know, wee bit. They have 31 different stills within their within the distillery, constantly putting out material. So they, they know how to do it. They know how to do a high volume. But one thing that's unique about their stills is that they are very careful about the shape of their stills. They have a wash still and two styles of their spirit stills. Whereas, and every replicate of that type of still is the exact same dimension as the previous one. And so that's one thing that we'll find as we talk through Glenfiddich, their base spirit is all about consistency. So their master blender, Brian Kinsman, or the master malter, Malt master, I'm sorry. He has a consistent spirit going in. And so he has all that capability to then alter their, their base spirit into the different bottles. So that every one of these bottles in front of us, same foundation. That material coming out of that still going into that first barrel, same thing. All right, Andrew, so that's who Glenfiddich is. That's mm -hmm. where they are, and that's kind of how they make their stuff, right? Correct. Now, when you guys walk into a liquor store, you check out their website, the way they divide their whiskeys up right now, the whiskeys that they currently have mm -hmm. offered, some of them are going to be hard to find. We'll get into that. But they break it up into about five different sections. They've got a core range. We're going to get into the de depth of the core range because you're going to see that in almost every yep. liquor yes, store. Uh, they also have... Uh, experimental series. I think there's four bottles in the experimental mm -hmm. series we'll talk about. You might see some of those around. Um, they have a cask collection, which is probably travel retail only, I think, and it's only two bottles in that. Um, and then they've got their special editions. Um, and finally, their rare and vintage, which I don't know if you're, <laughs> you're going to see those or if you can afford any. But anyway, that's the way they divide their whiskeys up. So that's the way we're going to kind of talk to them, uh, talk to you guys about them. And we're going to start with the core range. All right. right. So what you need to know about the core range is when you walk into a liquor store or even a bar, you're going to probably see one or more of these sitting on the shelf. Um, we'll start with this green one down here on the end. That is the Glenfiddich 12 year. Um, that's their entry level base 
Spirit, the foundation. Uh, That's the foundation of what they do. So 12 years old, so everything in that bottle is minimum 12 years. It is 40% ABV. It is going to be American and European sherry cask. Yep. So it's a it's a mixture of the two. Mm-hmm. They don't really tell you how much, but you're going to get a little bit of that sherry, a little bit of that sweet vanilla from the American oak. So it's going to be a nice blend. And that's a real easy drinker. You're looking at about 30 to $35 for that bottle. Yep. And that's a pretty good price, honestly, for a 12-year. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a pretty good entry level. For yep. a very consistent 12 year. Absolutely. I mean, we definitely know that. So then from the 12-year, we're going to move up to this pretty blue bottle. So that one is the Bourbon Barrel Reserve. That That's a U.S.-only okay. bottle. Um, and because it's in the U, in the U.S., they're going to bump us up to 43% ABV. Woohoo! Thank you very much. Right? We <laughs> enjoy a little bit higher proof. 14-year. Um, so basically, that one is going to be finished in new American oak casks. So it's going to really punch you with that, that American oak sweetness and, and yeah and i think these are 14 years in the bourbon barrels first correct and then you punch and then it you, with that and it's just okay. finished in the new yeah so, so you, it really gives a, a pretty it's a brief stay in the barrel but it's enough to really kind of punch it up a little bit and i think it appeals to the american market because there's a lot more bourbon drinkers in the u.s yeah, a lot more oaky flavor yeah. in that okay. yeah. so then we're going to move on to the this bottle right here so this is the 15 year solera what is what is the solera Actually, that's what things do. They do. They do venture off a little bit as far as the foundation spirit that you were talking about. I mean, this does start there, but it goes into a Solera vat, which changes things. And it's not the only one that they do a Solera vat on, but this is probably the most famous one, the most popular one. So what's what's a vat? What's a Solera? So they take essentially 15 years in the same conditions as this, and then they dump into a Solera vat, which is this huge vat that holds multiple barrels of, of whiskey. And this this specific solar that they're using for the 15 was started in 1998. It never is emptied. It's never emptied. It goes down to half. So when, when they take a, bar- take a barrel worth of whiskey out of it, they put a new barrel on the top. And so it's constantly turning over. So is it aging in that vat? Probably not. There, I mean, it is a wooden Solera vat, but it's not really aging like a normal whiskey is. But it's kind of marrying. And so you're getting this constant marrying of material that was put in there as, as long ago as, as 1998. And then the new stuff is going in on top of it. So it, there is, it does probably provide a bit more of a consistent flavor profile mm-hmm. as far as when you're getting into some of these finishings and stuff and whatnot, Correct. right? So, but it is different. Well, and you're t- also talking about the, the barley changes year to year, the quality of the um, material coming through changes year to year. And this kind of, you get that vintage into it. So there okay. you go. What's in this glass? Mm-hmm. All right. So then we move on to the the only box that is not a triangle shape, um, <laughs> and I don't know why the eighteen year isn't, but I don't either. So the eighteen year <laughs> small batch, um, this one you're looking. So I, we forgot prices. Oh yeah. So you're looking at fifty dollars roughly for the bourbon and about fifty to sixty dollars for okay. the Solera. Yep. Moving up to the eighteen, you're looking at about eighty to hundred dollars. So. You're bumping up a fair step, almost double, right? Uh, this one is going to be Spanish sherry and, yeah. and American oak, and then finished in exclusively sherry. Sherry Oloroso caskets. Yeah. So it's going back. So it's a marrying of American oak and sherry, uh, oak, right? Yep. Uh, European oak sherry. They marry it together, and they put it back into another sherry cask. Yes. Yep, to give it an extra punch, punch. of that... That's why we love it. Yeah, so it's like a, it's essentially the double double barreled. 
Right. And then the, the final one for the actual core range. Is JBV on this? Are these uh, 40. 40. Everything's 40 except for okay. the okay. American okay. exclusive. Mm -hmm. uh, so then the last one is the 21 rum cask. Um, and this one's 40 ABV as well. We have enjoyed a couple bottles of this one. Yeah, uh, you're looking at 130 to 180 in the price range on that one. And as the name implies, you're you're finishing off in Caribbean rum casks. Yeah, so you're bringing those tropical fruits in, which makes it different than all these other ones as well. Exactly. And that that bookends the core range. That, that is that bookends the core range. And yep. you're gonna find uh, all five of those bottles. You know, obviously this one you have to be in the U.S. But all the other ones, no matter what market you're in, these are all very very accessible yes. and, and not affordable. very expensive. Yeah, right. absolutely. Now, mind you, they are all 40 ABV minus this one. So right. uh, that that I kind of wish it were a little bit more. But honestly, for the price point, you can really get some good whiskey, some very good quality, consistent whiskey. Absolutely. We've gone through a bunch. Yep. Um, honestly, I think the experimental is probably the next step because you guys probably are going to find that out there on the shelf. Yeah, there are some experimental series left. And the key with the experimental series is this is where uh, the uh, malt master Brian Kinsman really got an opportunity to kind of step outside the box. So these all start with the same thing and they're, they're variations of the same kind of thing. Um, but with the experimental series, he's really been able to, to, to step out. So the first one in that is a project uh, 20 or project XX. And they're really secretive about what goes in that. So we don't have a lot of information and I don't have additional information. I don't know if, we, if you've got some additional on there. Um, that runs in the order of $80 a bottle. It is a non-H statement whiskey. That, that's where I think all of these, except for the Winter Storm, or the Experimental Series are typically non-H statement. So you may have some younger whiskey in there, but they've done some additional cask uh, work to try and kind of change their, their primary profile. So the way that bottle was created was uh, they basically gave some whiskey experts um, free reign on the uh, on the Dunnage House, and they went That's in right. and got to taste, went and find and picked their own casks. So you might have been one. You said this is the cask I like the most, and you might have been one. Said this, and then they they didn't even know what they were picking for. They were just picking that one cask, and then they brought put, put them all together, and that's where you get this experimental cask. Yeah. So so that <laughs> was almost uh, um, Brian was allowed allowed others to kind of pick that cask for it. Um, the next one we have in the lineup is the India Pale Ale cask, which we actually have right here. Um, that one was their typical, uh, it's a non-age statement, but it's actually finished in casts that were used to age India Pale Ales. So you, you're going to get some hops in there. You're gonna, so it's a very different flavor relative to their core lineup. Um, I, we, I think we did a review on this. Um, so go, go check that out for information on it. I don't think it was our favorite because when I think of scotch, I don't think of hops. And so there, there's some... some um, Something you have to work through I'm there. sure there's a market for it. I, I, yes. I'm sure there's some people that would really enjoy that one, but it, it's definitely got a different flavor profile from everything else Correct. in the lineup. Um, next, you get into the Winter Storm. Now, this is kind of the the pinnacle of what they've done with the experimental series so far. What they um, what Brian did was he took their their classic, and I think it was a roughly 21 year old whiskey, it's 21, and then put it into ice wine casks, Canadian ice wine. And so you're getting some sickly sweetness that's added to it that really brings up the the flavor potency of that whiskey. And it's it's running right now around $220 a bottle. So yeah. if you could find it, it is it is much more exclusive and much um, more bold in its flavor than the other experimental series. All right. um, the final one final in the experimental one. series is the Fire and Cane. Now this kind of this is a, a kind of in my wheelhouse because they do inc incorporate some peated whiskey into this. 
where they take a combination of peated and unpeated whiskey that's aged in their typical barrels and then finished in a rum cask. So you get the fire from the peat, you get the cane from the sugar cane of the rum, and they put it together in a bottle that's on the order of $50 to $60 a bottle. So it's really affordable, and it's really a combination of you know their um, Glenfiddich 21, which is rum cask finished, and some other peated whiskey. It's kind of an interesting, interesting um and we reviewed that one as well. It's a twist. Yes. It is now, and that the four bottles in the experimental range, um, all three of them are forty-three percent ABV, except for the Project uh, Twenty XX is forty-seven percent, I believe. Okay. So that's where they're coming in on, on ABVs. All right. Um, and so there's another one of their. I don't want to say core range, but another one of their delineations of you know groupings of their whiskey. Okay. So let's get into something. Um, there's a smaller one, and it's let's just get that out of the way. It's called the Cask Selection. There's mm -hmm. only two bottles in that collection. Mm -hmm. And this is more of a travel retail. Right? I believe both of them are travel. I know one's travel retail because we have it, thanks yeah. to this yeah. guy right here, right? <laughs> this is called the Select Cask. It's travel retail for 60 bucks. Yes. Give or take. It, no, yeah, and it is a Solera cask as well. So what they do is they take their, their core lineup, and I don't, and this is a non-age, so we don't know the exact age of it, but they do Solera cask it in a different cask than the 15. Right. So they, they continually kind of rotate that over. So as you see a bottle of that, it may be a little bit different than the first one. you. 40% ABV, and it sells in a liter bottle. It does. Yes. Which, Which is a little bit different. We like that. Yeah, everybody <laughs> likes that. But the other cask that's in this, or the other bottle that's in this selection, or this collection they're calling it, is the... Uh, the reserve cask. The reserve. And so that is, that's also Solera Vat, and that is Spanish sherry casks, 40% ABV. Um, that one was a little bit harder to find. I only found one shop that yeah. kind of had it. Uh, you're looking about 85. If you can find it, I have a feeling that one's probably. That one's basically gone. Yeah. Um, but it's still listed on the website, so we kind of wanted to run through it, but you're probably not going to find that one out in the wild. There's, the, there's two more small sections that they have on their website, uh, and, and one is called the Special Editions. And honestly, I've been eyeballing one of these bottles in the Special Edition for probably four-plus years, and I still never found it. So. We'll see. Yeah, well. I know, right? Tell me about the Grand Cru, though, Andrew. Um, I don't know much about it. Yeah, so the Grand Cru, I did a little bit of work on this one. This one is, is an old. So this is a $220 bottle, give or take, in, in um, mid-year 2020. Um, this is 23-year-old whiskey that they then finish in Grand Cuvée casks. Now, do you know what, can you tell me what Grand Cuvée is? What kind of wine or what they're doing So there? you're looking at a big, bold red wine. Okay. That's about all everybody needs to know about it. <laughs> so so that's, that's what they're doing. So they're at taking their base spirit, 23 years old, 22 year, 23 years old, 23. and then giving it a punch. Yeah. So, so we don't know anything about it. it we have not tasted it. Um, I'd love to, love to get a sense. High-end high French wine. High-end French wine. So big, bold, deep, rich fruit flavor. Yeah. Um, is what they're imparting in that. And there's not a whole lot of those barrels, so that makes sense why you're looking at 220, 230. Yep. Does it say how long it's finished in it? It does not. It does not. It can't be too long. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Okay, good to know. All right. So what else do they have with the special edition? The original. So I actually would like to try that one. I have no idea um, what that is. It's basically um, a remake of their original 12 which is from 1963 or 68 or something like that. It, we talked about this last week, Sean, and you mentioned you likened it to the Shackleton. Remember how that? Yeah. No. Basically, they're recreating a whiskey from the past. It's yeah. not the exact 
whiskey. It's not a bottle that they pulled from the 60s. Yeah. They're recreating the recipe and Fair trying to, to bring it. So I've never seen it on the shelf. Um, it's an NAS. Goes for a buck thirty. If you at, see at it, forty percent ABV. Man, but not, I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm, saying don't buy it. I'd like to try it just to see what that taste. Of, yeah, I don't yeah, know because you know we have a vintage uh, whiskey series that. Whiskeys from the sixties, um, from the seventies and eighties, had a very different profile than the the exact same brand and bottle that you're producing in the two thousands. So true, better. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the last two in the special editions are called Age of Discovery, and so there's the Age of Discovery Bourbon Cask and the Age of Discovery Madeira Cask, and that's the one I wanted. Me way, too. And I never found it. Now, yeah. The Bourbon Cask one was all over the states. Yeah. You could find it all over the place. Yeah. Um, that Bourbon one was 160, and then the Madeira Cask was 160. So um, both 40% ABV. Both 19 years old. Yeah. Both good, good so call. Pretty yeah. old, old Scotch, yeah. But so that wraps up their special editions, and then you get into the craziness, and this is where you know we've we've not touched any of these, but they're rare and vintage bottlings. Um, what do you know about rare and vintage Glenfiddich? They're expensive. They're expensive. <laughs> That's all you really need to know. So the key the, on their their core line or their their website, they're showing the twenty six, the thirty, the forty, the fifty. Um, they have a nineteen thirty seven. I mean, none of these are really available. Uh, in most cases, I was able to find a 30 uh, year that was available for 560 bucks and a 50 year that was available for the low price of 26,887. So round that up plus tax and so title looking at these, one thing I found really interesting out of all their rare and vintage, and he just named over half of them, um, they all have an ABV listed. Okay, it's, it's a known ABV except for the 40 year old bottlings. The ABV is dependent on what year they, they actually bought. Oh, wow. Um, because So that tells me that you're definitely not going to see the consistency you think across <laughs> bottles, 40-year-old no. bottles of Glenfiddich. Um, but that's interesting to note. I mean, it's just one of those things. Well, by the time you get to 40, you're talking a lot of angel share. You're talking a lot of you know uh, things that can affect the whiskey. So, so yeah, the 30s $560, the 50s 27,000, so the 40s somewhere in between. <laughs> <laughs> and there, you, there you have it. 30,000 or you know 13,000 maybe. So that's Glenfiddich. Um, it, it's we wanted to run through this one because it is a very common distillery that you are going to run into. Um, and a lot of these bottles are are actually worth picking up and, and trying, or if you haven't had one in a while and you're thinking that 40 ABV just isn't for you anymore, they're probably worth going back and trying a glass again because they're surprisingly good. If you Every look time. at our, our, our first two years of videos, um, we stumbled on a lot of these. They're great bottles to get started on the journey. I mean, we, we fell in love with them. I, I was in love with this guy. I was in love with this guy. I mean, this one starts it all. It, it's, it's not bad range to get into. Nope. Correct. Yeah. No, they, they don't do peated whiskey typically. The Fire and Cane is their, their attempt to go in there. So from my wheelhouse, these are classic uh, scotches. They don't have the peat. They don't have deep ruby fruits. But that's not what they're going for. They're going for that, you know, sherry finish, the bourbon finish, you know, light vanillas. And, and every, the, the key that I think you should take away from this is they all start here. And then they vary based on the bottles. Do you want more sherry? Do you want more bourbon cast? Do you want um, some more, you know, really sherry punch? Do you want some hops? It, it's really what your flavor goes for from their base malt. And right. that's the key to go to decide which bottle you pick. Well, congratulations to Glenfiddich, guys. I hope you guys helped you guys out with your Glenfiddich journey and you guys pick up one or two and let us know what you think. I always learn something from these. Cheers, guys. Cheers.